The good, the bad, and the ugly. With Terence Pele. Good morning, Terence. Good morning, Darren. What are we on about today? Well, I tell you, one of the main objectives of putting videos out on social media is to make it go viral, right? Sure. Um, marketing companies are using using it, and um, everyone's doing it. Mm. But where do we draw the line between sharing duck face selfies in the Seychelles yeah. and children being beaten up on the school ground? Mm. So uh, a couple of months ago, as you know, that video of that incident with that boy named Keegan. Yeah. Uh, and his friends fighting at a braai while someone recorded it went viral. Mm-hmm. So both social and mainstream media went crazy and everyone was share, sharing and clicking on the video and a lot of people thought it was so f- very funny. In fact, some women posted on Facebook this whole diatribe about how this video was actually some comic relief from our very hard lives in South Africa. Mm-hmm. Uh, she said it was good to laugh at ourselves from time to time except we weren't laughing at ourselves, were mm-hmm. we? We're laughing at a bunch of drunken men at a braai, two of whom were punching each other. Mm. Now, I don't know about you, but this has never happened at any of my brides. Oh, um, you need to come to more of my brides. <laughs> so I wasn't laughing at myself <laughs> there. So this was an act of violence. There were grown men fighting while people watched and filmed. Mm. And what happened a month later? Children at a primary school uh, copied the video, except mm. they were not drunk. They were bullies emulating what was in that video that was glamorized in the media. Mm. So do we laugh at this? Do we say that this is comic relief. I think it's shocking that we have a group of young people who find it humorous to bully uh, one another, firstly, for sport and for internet clicks. Mm. And it speaks directly to the, to the depths of depravity to which social media has sunk. These were school children in uniform mm. in a school building in the background. Where were the teachers? Where was the security? Where was the parent when this was happening? But that's not even the point. In another incident in Cape Town, two girls went at it on the school ground while someone filmed it. Mm. The video then made its way onto social media. And the fact is, these videos first make its way onto Facebook before it's seen by any authority and it's yeah. shared and reshared ad nauseum. And someone is always filming instead of putting down their cell phone and saying, please don't beat up this person. As far as I'm concerned, we've all just become spectators to our own depravity and stupidity. Mm. It's all we want to do. It's not, um, and not only do we want to watch it, we've also become the producers of, the directors of. Uh, and, and so the first thing is to make sure that you can film it and post it. Mm. And I've asked myself in recent weeks, are these postings there to bring attention to the problem? highly unlikely mm. it's done to win some kind of momentary fame and internet clicks yeah um, people want to be able to brag a thousand people clicked on my YouTube video or whatever the case may be yeah the question is what is the responsibility of the person filming these public incidents in terms of protecting the privacy of the individuals in that video and what is their responsibility in, responsibility in reporting it to an authority who can actually do something about it the end and um, I looked at it, the only time a right to privacy is trumped is if the public is protected from imminent danger if they watch that material. There's the difference between invading people's privacy by way of a video and and simply posting a status update, letting people know you witnessed a fight or whatever. So your status can read, at my school today a girl got beaten up by a group of thugs. And you don't have to post a picture or a video. You're not going to get as many likes, I can promise you that. one needs to consider the moral prerogative uh, uh, before posting. If you're going to make the case that the reason for sharing of the content is in the public interest, which I don't necessarily think it is, then you do not need to post a video. You could just as well post a, a text status update. Now, the thoughts on these viral videos are, are very contentious. Mm. 
as you know. If you think of it, uh, not only are you bearing witness to this kind of bullying and violence, mm. you are now fueling the matter by providing the platform for sharing, whether it's for, for clicks um, or for fame or infamy. And coming up, I'm going to tell you about where it all actually started. So can I play devil's advocate here for a little bit and say, how much has changed in our societies from, say, 20 or 30 years ago when these fights in the schoolyard or at Bryce happened? And the only thing that's changed really is that now we're able to uh, video record them. Uh, there's also the other part to it. Like in the past, it was always hearsay. So he said, she said, whereas now we have video evidence in case you do want to litigate on these uh, circumstances. Is that possibly not a positive spin on this? Yeah, but now what's happening is that it's become a spectator sport. Mm-hmm. So instead of in the past where someone would break up these fights, instead yeah. of, of, of saying, hey, don't do this, don't bully this child, don't hit that guy. What you're doing instead is you're picking up your phone mm-hmm. and you're filming this simply so that you, so you can post it and get some kind of not- notoriety or, or uh, fame. And this question that you pose is to the morality of literally the human race, right? 100%. So not just one or two people? No, 100%. Terence, in a nutshell, if I can get my head around this, you, you're, you're saying that what people do today, which is no different to in the past, people's behavior is no different to how it's been the last 20 or 50 years. The only difference is now people can record it, the video of it, yeah. and they can post it on their page. So you're, which one are you asking? That people don't post it, which I don't think is going to happen, or people don't link through to go and watch, which, again, I don't think is going to happen. Which battle are you taking on here? It's, it's a huge battle. I know it's one that, that's insurmountable as well, but I think there needs to be education around it, mm. which is what I'm hoping to do okay. with, with this. So if we, if we take away the market, which I, I don't, it's, it's an impossibility mm. anyway, but we need to be more circumspect. Unless you live in places like uh, Afghanistan, Saudi Arabia, or you know, where they have internet censorship laws. Yeah, yeah but uh, if, um, for me... Um, you, you need to tell. You need to be more circumspect about what you watch mm. on the internet. So, so it all started along. Um, you know, it's along the same lines as that culture that MTV's Jackass had created so many years ago, mm. where you see funny people. Uh, where it was funny to see people fall and hurt themselves or do stupid things, place themselves in imminent danger for a few chuckles. Mm. It's the same mentality, except these videos we're seeing now contain actual, real violence. We need to ask ourselves: Am I simply an observer of what's happening, or am I creating? a platform for the event however violent it may be Mm -hmm. because there's an audience that is salivating to see the next incident and the fact that we as media are giving it this kind of platform are actually saying yes there is a market out there let's feed it and scouring media these days I'm finding more and more that the content is becoming more reliant on what people are viewing Mm. on on Facebook and YouTube Um, in fact I read an article the other day about these kids that developed this plugin for Chrome that distinguishes between real and fake news and verified and unverified And they discovered, for example, that a large number of stories that were being posted about Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton Mm. were actually fake news stories. And mainstream media were unfortunately picking up on these fake stories and running with them. But when you say mainstream media, we're talking about big time news networks. And and all those those CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, all of them were following, carrying the story as if it was real. As if it was real. Yeah. But the the funny thing is, two or three days later, they go, okay, by the way, that that story wasn't real. And then carry on with the next unreal story. Exactly. The fact that, uh, uh, like we said earlier, that it's impossible to take away the market. Mm. The audience is never going to go away. But personally, you can make a choice not to give it an audience. Mm. And I'm not advocating living in a blinkered world or a self-imposed bubble here. You need to make intelligent, conscious choices about what you share and reshare on the Internet. So back to the video that was meant to emulate the Keegan video. Mm. If if it was true that they were, in fact, beating up a child, and it certainly looked like it was, Mm. and not staging an event uh, for the purpose, of 
sharing it on social media. Those children need to be disciplined. There needs to be repercussions. Whether you're a child or an adult, um, there needs to be recourse if violence is perpetrated against someone. Mm. And when it becomes, and when it makes its way into social media um, videos, we need to recognize that it becomes a spectator sport and it becomes gratuitous. So when people say gratuitous violence, they need to understand it means violence for the sake of violence. Of violence sake, yeah. It's, it's, it's for free. No responsibility, mm. no consequences, just free violence. And we as media have a huge responsibility when it comes to these matters. We shouldn't be sharing these videos. We should be reporting on them and reporting on sharing them mm. if necessary. We shouldn't be standing, um, sharing it like any other person to get views. That's not responsible. And we're becoming part of the problem and we, uh, we move away from being an objective reporter or observer of the newsworthy event. We then become a participant. All right. This is a massive thing. Uh, I certainly don't think you're going to find a, a solution overnight. Uh, but if you want to engage with Terence more on this, uh, you can you can get a hold of him on his Twitter directly. It's at Terence Pillay one one R in Terence. Thank you, Terence. Thanks, Darren. Breakfast.